Good morning, Alpha. How are you today? Morning, Crystal. I'm all good. How are you? Great. I see you've had a very busy news week following all those stories in Joburg. But we'll start with Alpha. On Friday, you spent the day at Wits University speaking to students um, for a moment. It looked a bit rough there with stow, with, you know, kind of bricks being thrown. What's the latest coming from Wits Alpha? Are we going to see campus reopening tomorrow? Um, you know, well, the... The the SRC at the at the Wits University has vowed that as long as their demands are not met, they will continue protesting. Whether they are protesting on campus or on the streets of Braunfontein in Johannesburg, they've just simply vowed to keep on protesting up until the school hears the cries of the students who are unable to register now due to um, uh, not not being able to register. But mm. also, the school has issued them with papers, uh, sort of an interdict, to uh, prohibit them from stopping schooling operations during these protests. I mean, it got pretty bad on Friday. Some of the students had to be uh, evacuated from campus because it was just a little bit too rough and too dangerous. You know, they were security and the students were stoning each other, throwing each other with sharp objects. So schooling operations, of course, had to be disturbed uh, and paused there a little bit, but the school has issued out papers. Um, so we, we, it, it might be interesting to see what's actually going to happen on Monday. Are, are they going to ignore these papers or will, will, will they um, go protest elsewhere but not on campus? Mm, interesting, Alpha. So we'll have to see what's happening uh, from tomorrow. So, Alpha, also this week uh, we saw some really horrific scenes in Westbury. I mean, more than 10 people gunned down due to gang violence. I mean, I covered Westbury when I was a reporter your age, Alpha, many moons ago. And I'm quite yeah. shocked that, you know, we still have this absolute horrific killings. Biggie Taylor went. What did he tell the community and what was the reaction? One thing Biggie Taylor said is that he, he admitted that a comprehensive approach is needed to battling gun violence and gangsterism in Johannesburg. I mean, it's not only Westbury, there's also El Dorado Park, there's Flatfontein and Westbury too. And he went there on, I think on Thursday, yes, he went there on Thursday to speak with the community to tell them that he's formulating measures that will stop um, the high rate of gang-related shootings and also address gangsterism in, in the community of West Bay. But what is interesting is that Begitela also visited the very same area three years ago uh, to address the very same issues, which was gun violence. And it seems like not much has changed ever since he went three years ago. So he does admit that a very comprehensive approach is needed to tackling gun violence and also gangsterism in the area. But after eyewitnesses we spoke to some of the residents, they're saying it's bigger than gangsterism. Gangsterism is a result of unemployment in the area. 54% of, of, of the people living in that area, um, Crystal, are unemployed. So, of course, they have to go look for informal means of acquiring income. And it seems like gangsterism was one of them. And unemployment could be the reason why there's so much gangsterism in that area. So the people are saying that if he, or if the government uh, as a whole tackles unemployment in the area, perhaps that could uh, and reduce the rate of gangsterism and gang-related shootings in West Bay. Mm.
And we hope that there's some intervention coming from um, the police in the coming days. Alpha, and then just turning to Cape Town, of course, a big story here. It's been how the city is dealing with the homelessness. Um, what came out of that kind of discussion here? Well, you know, it, it, it also speaks to a bigger issue um, as to why there are so many homeless people um, in our country and not only just in Cape Town. Uh, we did hear that the city of Cape Town um, has been granted, uh, the, 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 the Western Cape granted the city of Cape Town's application for eviction notices to be served uh, to the various unlawful occupants in parts of uh, the Cape Town CBD, you know, and it's on busy places like the FW Declared Boulevard. And the mayor of Cape Town, however, does say that they've tried assisting the homeless people for the past year, giving them social relief and uh, offering them shelter, but they've refused. And I think this is a discussion we're having in the office during the week that some people don't want shelter. They, they seem happy uh, being homeless. But the problem is, you know, they occupy places where, uh, or public places uh, and places where, uh, you know, tourism attracted places, places where tourists all, always visit. So that's sort of a problem for the city of Cape Town that it's, it's, it's waiting for a final uh, court interdict, which will be granted in April. And as soon as they get that, they, as the mayor did say that they will evict these um, these people who are unlawfully occupying public spaces in the CBD of, of, of the city of Cape Town. Yeah, I think that's going to be an ugly scene in the coming days. Um, yeah. Alpha, so of course, and then um, this week the Red Berets, you know, had their usual um, media briefing. And I'm always intrigued by those briefings, Alpha, because it really is almost like a little um, gossip show because you have our, um, you know, Julius Malema always telling us something interesting um, from the ANC gossip, so to say. Um, but also I always find that there's never quite substantial stand of issues in terms of what the EFF's plan is um, for the year ahead. But be that as it may, you attended that briefing. What was your sense of the issues raised? And also, are we getting a sense of what the EFF's game plan is? Because we know in Johannesburg, they're quite operators. We see new Joburg mayor. We see what's happening in Twane. Ekuruleni's next. What was your sense of, of that briefing? Well, uh, the, the the party's leader, Julius Malema, definitely had a lot to say about the, the ANC as usual. I mean, it did touch on the corruption within the ANC that is currently uh, um, disrupting some of the state-owned enterprises in the country. He also mentioned that the ANC's um, behavior after the Rita Andre Dereta, former ESCOM CEO, claimed that they are involved in looting the, the state um, entity. The behavior is quite um, concerning. He believes that there's so much more that needs to be investigated when it comes to uh, the ANC and how they behaved soon after uh, Dereta accused them of looting ESCOM. Uh, but what he also mentioned is that the, 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 the EFF is attempting to or trying to gain power um, in some of the top metros across the country. I mean, it's already doing well in the city of Johannesburg where uh, the MNC for Health and the MNC for Public Safety are EFF candidates. In Ekurule, uh, the Speaker of the Council is an EFF candidate also. So uh, they are 
they are growing exponentially when it comes to local governance, and it's something they want to take to the Western Cape. That's what they've mentioned. And as we know that the EFF is not that strong or prevalent in, in the Western Cape, but in Gauteng, pretty much uh, the EFF is starting to grow and occupy these top positions in the government troika and in the mayoral committee of the, of the municipalities. He also touched on state-owned entities. A lot of our state-owned entities are failing. We have Transnet, we have Escop, and he's Although he's not happy, or the party is not happy with the state of our SOEs, that he doesn't believe that they need to be sold or privatized. And we do know that there's been deliberations over whether ESCOM should be privatized or not. But he, he believes that this would be selling the country. Uh, there could be a better solution than to privatize all these state-owned entities that are struggling. I mean, we did see. Uh, the South African Airways being uh, the majority of the, the shares being sold, and that, that received widespread. Uh, uh, I don't, I don't want to say hate, but some of the political parties did not support that move. But the, the entity was struggling. Mm. That's one thing. So a comprehensive approach is needed to all these issues experienced by SOEs. So, so he says. Mm, interesting. And then, lastly, Alpha, the big. Big news um, <laughs> that we've been waiting for all week, which I I, I think it's going to be a disappointment. But nevertheless, of course, the, we we're sitting and waiting for the president to announce a new cabinet. Do you have any insight information for us, Alpha? Because it seems that's either going to be the main news for today and for the rest of the week. Well, it was expected to. We were expecting him initially to um, announce the cabinet, the new cabinet. Uh, between yesterday and today, but we received some information from his office that says that he's sick, is not feeling well, so he can't really uh, um, give us the, the reshuffle as yet. But what's interesting is that the president also attended a conference where he was a keynote speaker um, over the weekend, yesterday on Saturday, and there's just confusion as to, you said you were sick, you said you were ill, uh, so you put the cabinet reshuffle on hold, but now you are attending conferences and giving keynote addresses. So it, 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 it just speaks to the delays that we've been seeing in this cabinet reshuffle. I mean, we've been waiting for it for over, I think, 25 days now. Um, why is it taking the president so long to... Uh, you know, just announced the new cabinet. I mean, there's a lot of vacant uh, uh, offices that need to be filled. And I mean, we're still waiting for the electricity minister who urgently needs to deal with the electricity crisis in the country. And there's so so many changes that um, he needs to do to the cabinet reshuffle that will align to the ANC's renewal uh, mandate. I mean, if you remember very well... Um, Back in December, when the the party held its its 55th elective conference, it had a renewal campaign. They wanted to bring in more young people into the cabinet reshuffle. So this is a question that everyone is asking themselves: that will there be a younger uh, cabinet in in in, in uh, after after the president announces it? I mean, there's certain ministers who've been serving uh, uh, in cabinet ever since 1994, mm-hmm. and that I, I don't think that, that that's a good look for the ANC and what it, it, it apparently stands for because 
if it's going to be standing for renewal, it needs to also renew from the top structures of the party, not just from the NEC, but also needs to go to the cabinet uh, and, and bring in some young people there. Mm, interesting, Alpha. We will be listening to you and waiting for the news um, about this new cabinet. Thank you so much. That was Alpha Ramashwayo, Eyewitness News reporter that's been covering some of the main stories and giving us some insights as to what happened in South Africa this week and what we could expect in the coming days.